everyone, and welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy, Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. I will be joined by a very special guest as he shows off a brand new tool on the Player Profiler website, as well as telling us a couple players that he is targeting in fantasy football. And of course, we're breaking down the latest news. Kadarius Tony is expected to be ready for week one. Teddy Bridgewater has been signed by the Lions and the Buccaneers quarterback competition continues to heat up. So why don't we sit back, relax, sip our coffee and enjoy the show. Today, my special guest is none other than Evan Ringler, our data analytics intern under Dario Ofstein, working on some fantastic stuff for Player Profiler, a great mind. I see you in all sorts of leagues. I see your Twitter stuff going on. Evan, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm ready to host the show, ready to talk about the news, and ready to hear what you have to show us. But as standard with the wake and take, we've got one thing that we need to show off first, and that is the video of the day. Check this out, everyone. You're about to see the most advanced urinals in all of professional sports. Jacksonville Jaguars headquarters. All right, that's a sensor that will measure your hydration level. If the light turns green when you go, you're good. If it's yellow, you need to hydrate some more. If it's red, you're probably going to get a notice from the athlete. So yeah, the Jaguars, they've got fantastic urinals in their system. <laughs> That's it. That's the takeaway from that video right there. Um, it's it's all set up, right? They, they, they are making sure that their players are in perfect health, even down to their hydration and urine levels. Evan, anything you take away from seeing that? I'm just excited to hear Scott Hansen's voice. I, I can't wait for uh seven hours of commercial free football <laughs> it's gonna be awesome i can't wait either the red zone is such an important part of sundays and i'm glad that not only do we have red zone takes from him but also urinal takes from the great scott hansen <laughs> but let's talk about some news now and as as kind of uh, we we've started doing when i have guests on the show i let them talk about some stuff that maybe isn't super current but still is relevant to today and uh, that is just the free agent running back market. We've still got Ezekiel Elliott out there. We've still got Leonard Fournette out there. We've still got Kareem Hunt out there. I'll just open the floor to you. Is there anything that you're seeing around these players that is piquing your interest? Um, I saw a report the other day that the Vikings are looking into signing one of those guys. And that's a little scary because I have a lot of shares of McBride and Chandler. Yeah. Um, and then the Saints brought in Kareem Hunt. That didn't really make any sense to me at all. Uh, same thing with the Jets. Like they have so much depth. I don't know what they're doing. The Dolphins could really use one of those guys though, too. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you 100. percent And also way too exposed to Dwayne McBride. So I hope no one goes in. But I mean, I think it does make sense. It's not like they're really paying Alexander Madison. And I know everyone says it. 
the five or six games or whatever that Alexander Madison without Dalvin Cook was a fantasy football guy. It's just different when you're actually the main running back. When you're when you have the fresh legs and you're come in to relieve someone, you're more than likely going to produce well, especially since the defense isn't game planning for you anymore. So I have with like you been taking a chance on the people behind Alexander Madison. I'm not really expecting too much from him. And I also have to agree. I don't know why the Saints would be bringing in Kareem Hunt. I mean, they got the best news possible in that the Alvin Kamara suspension is short. And they just spent high draft capital on Kendra Miller. They just went out and got Jamal Williams. I know Eno Benjamin got injured. But a one-for-one replacement of Eno Benjamin to Kareem Hunt is way too much. Like, you, you can just go get, I don't know, uh, someone that's like a, a vet minimum for sure. You don't have to go get a better running back than uh, Eno Benjamin there. Uh, but the Jets, the Jets, I don't know. I mean, I think it does make sense with the way that the cap is freeing up for them with Aaron Rodgers taking the pay cut that, I mean, they could bring someone in. I love myself some Brees Hall, but I mean, I do think it makes a certain amount of sense at least, but I'm with you also that I would rather Dalvin Cook land on the Dolphins. Are you uh, taking chances on Leonard Fournette? That seems to be a good debate. Um, I have been a little bit, you know, he's going in like the 16th, 17th round, so might as well take some shots. Yeah. And I'm with you there too. And I think that if he does sign somewhere, you'll have a pretty decent role and hopefully a good offense as well. So listeners go ahead and take advantage of the Leonard Fournette ADP. Now all off season, we have one of the kind of backstories has been the Detroit lions backup quarterback. Was it going to be Hendon Hooker or would they bring someone in? They were flirting with Teddy Bridgewater earlier this offseason, and they finally did pull the trigger. He is signing with the Detroit Lions. This does confirm to me that Jared Goff is just who they want. They are sold on Jared Goff in Detroit. Teddy Bridgewater's not hurting him. Hendon Hooker, definitely they're not impressed with if they're bringing in a Teddy Bridgewater. Are you seeing anything? Are you reading between the lines when you see this? Yeah, I think my main takeaway from this is that Hendon Hooker probably isn't touching the field for a couple of years. Yep. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not very interested in him in Dynasty at all. Yep, I think uh, there's plenty of other backup quarterbacks you could take a chance on not named Hendon Hooker. I know we had the hype going into the draft. Some were expecting that he could even end up being a first-round pick to like the Buccaneers or something. Didn't happen. Now he's, I mean, probably third string. I can't imagine he's beating out Teddy Bridgewater anytime soon. Uh, and apparently, I would assume if they made the signing that he hasn't really been impressive in, in the limited practice opportunities he's had as well. So if you've got Hendon Hooker and Dynasty guys, I might be looking to just get what I can, to be completely honest. If there's someone out there even offering a third for next year, screw it. You know, clear up the roster space. Go pick up Stetson Bennett or something instead. There, I mean, hell, Clayton Toon might be a better roster spot than Hendon Hooker at this point. Anything you want to say about the Lions before we move on? Super excited to watch that team and to watch them uh, in week one versus the Chiefs. Should be a fun game. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I, I've uh, gotten myself a lot of Chiefs-Lions stacks just so I can <laughs> pretend I'm winning a week one in best ball formats. <laughs> and, and then, you know, the rest of the season, who cares? As long as I have a good week one performance. <laughs> Next up, uh, of course, right now we have the preseason going on. And one of the bigger storylines is what starters will be starting. It has come out, and it's for some reason a controversy. I don't really get it. I think it's fine to play your starters the first week of preseason. I know the injury concerns are there, but 
you just can't simulate full speed gameplay. And so it's nice to see these starters go out there for a little bit. All of the Broncos first team is expected to play in their first preseason game. Bryce Young, CJ Stroud are both expected to play in the first preseason game. And it has also come out that Doug Peterson is expecting to start Trevor Lawrence in their preseason game this weekend. Are you worried about starters playing preseason? Do you like it? What are you reading when you hear this? Um, I don't think it matters too much. Uh, I think it could be good for someone like the rookies and yep. Russell Wilson just to build some early confidence, especially Russell Wilson, who, who needs that badly. Yes, he really does. And I mean, just I mean, I saw a report this morning that Sean Payton is banning bucket hats from practice. You are not allowed to wear bucket hats if you're on the Broncos team. Dude is running a tight ship over there. And uh, it's shown that, you know, he's not giving the starters any rest. He really does want to right the wrong that Nathaniel Hackett caused last year. And I mean, he's so upset. He's just calling Hackett names and everything. I mean, this guy, Sean Payton really fired up and hopefully it does lead to the rest of the Broncos I do think the Trevor Lawrence starting is probably the one I'm scratching my head at the most I mean I get it at the end of the day like I said I don't mind starters playing in preseason but I feel like with Trevor Lawrence one who just had a fantastic end to last year brought won a playoff game one of the best comebacks in playoff history I don't think you need to throw him out there for preseason but you know it is what it is. It'll be good. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. And that's really all I can say about that. Um, let's go to move on to the Chiefs. And this is kind of expected, right, that Pacheco would be ready for week one. We already know that Isaiah Pacheco is a total dog, literally played in the Super Bowl with a torn labrum and broken hand. He's supposed to be ready for week one. The big thing that I'm taking away is that uh, the general manager, Brett Veach, also said that Kadarius Toney is expected to be ready for week one. I don't know how much I buy that, but I mean, I'll lean into it. I think um, I, I want to talk about Kadarius Toney for a little bit. So I'll just ask you first, what are you expecting from him this year? Um, I'm expecting him to maybe play three or four games and probably hit 20 points once or twice, but <laughs> I'm not super interested, especially at his ADP. I'd rather take Sky more. Yeah, definitely. The ADP is a tough cost. I think in Dynasty, I'm comfortable taking a chance on Kadarius Tony just because he is pretty acquirable and he can just sit on that bench. And I mean, I love Kadarius Tony. He's one of my favorite players to watch when healthy. And of course, the asterisk has to go around when healthy. <laughs> but I think what I'm expecting from Kadarius Tony this year, and as evidenced also by just his snap shares last year, he only had one game last season with above a 40% snap share, which I think is pretty remarkable because even in that game, it was only a 42.9% snap share. And he still looked pretty decent in the limited opportunities. And I think that the Chiefs could just continue to roll that kind of usage for Darius Tony, never use him more than 50% of snaps, just put him in when you need him. And I think that that could help him stay healthy year round. Of course, he's still probably going to tweak some things every once in a while. But if he could even get some half games in there, if he could play a quarter every single game, then, I mean, we're still talking about a 10-point wide receiver more than likely uh, in terms of points per game basis. So I don't know. I, I think in redraft, best balls, I think I'm with you where I'm not taking a chance. But if I can acquire him in Dynasty for a reasonable price, I think I might do it. What do you think about that? Um, I think I'm probably on the other side of that. In, okay. Especially in Dynasty, I want someone who's a little bit safer. Okay. Um, 
he is not a real receiver. He's just like a gadget guy. He yeah. can't run routes. That's very scary for me. Like all that he can do is yak. Um, yeah, I'm not interested. Okay. All right. Evan Ringler out on Kadarius Tony, wherever, all formats, no Kadarius Tony love here. The last bit of news we have before we'll let you show off your your baby with the Player Profiler website is the Buccaneers quarterback competition. It's been a hot topic all offseason. And if you guys go back to the, I had a whole Buccaneers episode a few months ago just because I noticed that every single Buccaneers player was a value. Ended the show saying that I believe Kyle Trask will end up being the main starter sooner rather than later. I'm expecting a shift at the bye week which would be week four is their buy. So I expect it to go to Kyle Trask from week five onward. Currently, Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask are continuously rotating with the first team at practices. And it is reported that they will be alternating starts in preseason. Baker Mayfield week one, Kyle Trask week two, and then they'll kind of adjust from there. Knowing this, are you taking chances on Kyle Trask? I am not. <laughs> Um, I mean, you never know. Maybe he'll he'll do like some Geno Smith stuff from last year. It's kind of a similar similar situation. Mm-hmm. It's a bad O line with good weapons and an unproven quarterback. Pretty similar situation, but mm-hmm. I, it's it's a little much for me. I'm 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 out. All right. So then, on the flip side of that, are you offloading Baker Mayfield right now if you roster him? I would love to sell him anywhere I have him. Yeah, for, for anything. Sell him in Dynasty for a third easily. Yeah. Yep. I've been using I've been using Baker Mayfield listeners. I, I keep getting for some reason I've taken over three orphans this offseason with Baker Mayfield somehow. I don't know why it keeps happening. And every single one of them I've used Baker Mayfield to get Brock Purdy in some way or another. I think that that's a good move to make or really just any lower value quarterback. Use Baker Mayfield to maybe get some Mac Jones. Use Baker Mayfield to get maybe Kyle Trask. Maybe you can get Trask plus for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> maybe if no one's following the news. So I think I'm with you there. If you've got him, just move on. I think if he actually had something, if any coach in the league, maybe outside of Shanahan, would have noticed something left in Baker Mayfield, it would have been Sean McVay. If he didn't choose to keep him around, uh, I, I think that it's safe to say that Baker Mayfield is officially done in this league and will be resorted to just being a backup if he decides to keep playing. Kyle Trask, however, has some ceiling, but definitely a risk. I think if you are taking him, you're betting on the wide receivers around him. Chris Godwin, of course, fantastic. And Mike Evans, I mean, 1,000 yards every single year in the league. So hopefully it would turn out okay for fantasy football purposes, but I could definitely see a lot of interceptions and, you know, probably not even the ceiling of a Jameis Winston 30-30 type season. Probably not even that good. (laughs) But, Evan, I've brought you on here today to show off the Rate My Team tool. Why don't you talk a little bit about this before you show it off? Just, you know, the project and everything. Sure. So I've been working on this for the past four or five months. Um, essentially what it does is it takes in your team and your format and it simulates your team against a league average team based on your format um, hundreds of times. And it, uh, it uses those simulations to generate a grade for your team. Nice. Nice. Why don't you uh, why don't you show us a team? Show Sounds us how it good. works. So I I got my Scott Fishbowl team in here. Um, 
It's a super flex league, tight end premium, all, all kinds of crazy stuff. I got my quarterbacks, Watson and Lawrence, running backs, Mixon, Cook, B-Rob, and a bunch of bodies. Mm -hmm. um, wide receivers, Devontae Smith, Christian Watson, Ridley, Pittman, Elijah Moore, Rashid Shaheed, and Mark Andrews is my tight end. Nice. So you'll notice that there's zero depth at quarterback and tight end, which is a little a little scary, but I like the upside. So we'll hit rate my team. And it gave me a B. That's not bad. No, um, not bad at all. Says this team's a legit title contender. Be wary of trade offers and shoot for upside in the waiver wire. So yeah, sure. that makes sense. Um, so it gave me a 2% in roster construction. That's because, um, I don't have a third quarterback. I don't have a second tight end. Uh, the tool really doesn't like that. The upside, um, is 78. That's, I'd say that's about right. It's a, there's a decent amount of upside on this team, mm -hmm. but the injury risk is very low. And I think, uh, let's see, maybe Dalvin cook would contribute to that. Elijah Mitchell for sure. Um, yeah. But, you know, I'll take a B. That's not too bad. No, not at all. And you can find this in the draft kit, correct? Correct. Yep. Go check it out. Yeah, it's on the draft kit, which you can get. And if you get the all-in package as well, you can use promo code JASON for $10 off the all-in package. And I believe also if you go to playerprofiler.com slash rate, that tool will pop up as well. Um Go check it out. It's fantastic. Evan has been working incredibly hard on this. That's been your your first project with us, right? Your first big project? Yep. Yep. Nice. And it looks fantastic. It look, You did a really good job. I've been plugging in a couple teams. I encourage the audience to be doing this too. It's probably, I mean, geez, the amount of questions I get on Instagram DMs, like, hey, how's my team? Now I can just send them over and be like, this is exactly <laughs> how your team is. Plug it in yourself, man. It's a great tool. Nice. So thank you. Thank you for building that. Yep, thanks for letting me show it off. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it wouldn't be a wake and take without some take. So I've got two players that you told me you want to talk about. We'll start with Kenny Pickett. Yep, so Kenny Pickett is one of my guys for this year. Mm -hmm. um, I'll admit that his rookie season wasn't that great. He had a historically bad interception rate, but I think he did get, bad, get better throughout the year, and there's a lot to look forward to this year. So... Over his last six games, he led three fourth quarter comebacks. I think the vibes are great in Pittsburgh. And um, yeah, like I said, he got a lot better as the season went on. He's got an elite set of weapons, Deontay, Pickens, Fryermuth, Najee. Mm -hmm. um, and his O-line should be improved with the additions of Broderick Jones and Darnell Washington. And some more advanced stats. Uh, last year, he was actually second in catchable pass rate. And when you look at deep ball catchable pass rate, he was first. And same thing with pressure catchable pass rate. He was first in that as well. I think there's a lot of good in his profile, and we should expect him to continue getting better. I'm with you 100%. I, Kenny Pickett has been one of the better values of this offseason. I mean, he's going after like Jordan Love, for example, in drafts, a, a lot less proven quarterback with also less proven weapons as well less proven head coach I mean when you're attaching yourself to Kenny Pickett you're not just betting on a year two uh, forward step you're betting on the Steelers you're betting on Mike Tomlin you're betting on George Pickens you're betting on Pat Fryermuth. you're betting on Najee Harris to recover from the Liz Frank injury 
And there's so many, like all of those things I'm betting on personally. Like I love myself, George Pickens. I think Pat Fryermuth is a very consistent tight end. Deontay Johnson's going to have touchdown progression. It's all lining up for the Steelers in general to take a step forward. So of course the quarterback with Konami code upside, Kenny Pickett is going to be a good fantasy football asset. It, it, I don't understand the value right now. I think he should be going a lot earlier in drafts, and I love I love the selection here. Your yeah, other totally play. agree. Uh, yep. couple, one more thing. He also, yep. in his last seven games, he only threw one interception. So he definitely got better as the season went on. Yep. And then in Dynasty, he's got quite a bit of safety. Um, if, if he doesn't perform too well this year, he's, he's got a built-in excuse in Matt Canada. So I think he'll be back to start a third year pretty much no matter what. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's important to note that a bad year from Kenny Pickett probably still leads the Steelers to have a middle to late first round pick anyway, just because they always somehow get a bunch of games won, uh, even if they don't look that great because of the coaching and just the way that team is built. So it's not like they're really going to be able to replace him if he sucks, at least not next year or at least not in the draft. Maybe maybe they could bring someone in, but I just don't see it. I mean, the Steelers seem to be committed to their guys when they do bring them in. Uh, I mean, I know, granted, it's really just been Ben Roethlisberger, but still they spent the first-round pick on him. They're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And like you said, the Matt Canada excuse is a perfect one. Uh, I'm excited for Kenny Pickett. I really, really am. I mean, how many people have pulled off a fake slide? One? <laughs> and his Only name one I know of. <laughs> and his name is Kenny Pickett. The next guy you wanted to talk about is Hollywood Brown. And what I love about him is that sometimes fantasy football doesn't have to be hard. Sometimes you just have to attach yourself to players with good nicknames. Because if you have a good nickname, you probably earned it. And Marquise Hollywood Brown has been undervalued his entire career. And I'm curious to hear what you have to say about him. Yeah, I think it, it's a pretty it's a pretty simple take. First of all, he's the only established NFL target earner on the team. Yeah. Um, Rondale Moore is not a, an established target earner. McBride hasn't done anything yet. Uh, Michael Wilson hasn't done anything yet. So I'll probably bet on Marquise Brown there. Um, the Kyler injury seems to be trending positively. Last yeah. year, I was think, or early in the offseason, I was thinking, yeah, Kyler might not even play this year, but it's looking like he'll suit up sooner rather than later. Um, and in seven games with Kyler last year, he averaged 10.3 targets, seven receptions, 76 yards, and 0. .43 touchdowns, which adds up to 17.2 PPR points per game. And A.J. Brown was at 17.8 last year. It's quite yeah. surprising. Yeah, I mean, he's really been consistent the times he's played. Um, I, I'm a little worried about his ADP right now. I mean, I do feel like he's going pretty high, but I do think also it's it could definitely be worth the risk. I mean, I'm with you that I think that uh, Kyler Murray will be returning sooner rather than later. I mean, we saw the bike video before the draft even. I mean, he was already basically running at full speed on the uh, the bike training thing <laughs> so i mean i think he'll be fine what is his right now we have him at wide receiver 31 on our best ball rankings that is around wide receivers like tyler lockett mike williams mike evans brandon Ayuk, michael pittman do you think that that's a fair arrangement 
Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Um, I, I think, you know, maybe other guys going around him have a little more upside because of the poor quarterback play that he's likely to see for a significant portion of the year. But I think he's got a high floor and I think next to Michael Pittman makes sense. Yeah, I think so too. I, I would probably, I, I think I'm with you. And I mean, last year we saw like CD lamb, for example, perform well with Cooper rush. And I mean, Colt McCoy may be a little washed, but he's still fine. Still going to produce fantasy points. Clayton tune has looked good at camp. And it's just like, I get the bad quarterback play argument, but it's not like they're just not going to pass the ball. Right. I mean, like targets are going to go his way for sure. So I like it. I like these picks for sure. Um, let's see if we have any questions to go through in the comment section. Not really. People need to stop hating on Jared Goff. I'm with you. I, I think Jared Goff is way too disrespected. He, you know, he's bounced back enough. And then Mlad wants to know where Jack goes or Jack has been. Uh, I, I don't know. I believe he's taking just some kind of personal stuff has been going on, but you know, thoughts and prayers out to Jack for sure. Great guy of this community. Love him a ton. Uh, and hope he gets better soon. And you guys know he'll be back. Action Jack will be back. Evan, tell the people where they can find you. Sure. Yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Evan Ringler FF. And yeah, that's about all I got to shout out. Uh, we'll check out the Rate My Team tool as well. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So go, go shoot him a follow on Twitter. Evan, this has been a ton of fun. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have a great fantasy football season. I hope to have you back on, and I can't wait to see what your next player profiler tool is going to be. Everyone listening, I hope you have a fantastic day, a fantastic Tuesday, fantastic rest of your week. I'll see you tomorrow on this very YouTube channel, 10 a.m. Eastern. Y'all have a good one. Peace.